Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for today's episode. Get ready for a treat. Hello everyone and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I'm your host Lynn Stacy. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. It's a blessing to be able to come and join you um, for this episode on today. I hope and pray that your day is blessed. I hope and pray that your week is blessed. I hope and pray that you receive whatever it is that you need from the Lord. The reason why he had you to log on to this podcast. Here is today's affirmation. Here on the Victorious The Anointed Podcast, we want you to be affirmed by the word of God and by speaking life. Here is this month's affirmation. I receive that I want to be made new and that God has done something new in me. I make the choice to stand in my newness by faith. I hope and pray that you would speak that over yourself on today and believe God for his word. Now back to the show. Do you believe that the love of God is real? That he truly does love his children. Do you believe that if the Lord speaks a thing and he declares a thing, that what he spoke has spoken, what he has declared and is going to come to pass? Do you believe that when you read the word of God, that it's a source of life for you? Do you believe? I want to focus on what do you believe? Because our our beliefs help to drive, you know, how we react to different things, how we choose to respond in life. Um, when you really begin to just kind of um, really believe that, you know what, let's go through the process of just kind of um, the salvation as an example. So when you believe that Jesus Christ, through the word that he's spoken, and that you believe that he wants to save you from your sins, then you act out in faith on what you believe um, by receiving him into your heart. Uh, by receiving the fact that, you know what, I want Jesus to become my Lord and Savior. That's 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 what that drove that belief that Jesus Christ could save you from your sins, um, drove you into faith and actually responding to what God has said, um, responding to the word of faith that you have received. When you begin to trust God, it starts with little small things, um, little small doses of trust. Some of us, you know, we our trust has been so, so scarred by um, just living life. And sometimes it has to be a thing that has to be rebuilt. And sometimes, even when you're in the body of Christ, um, that's, that trust thing is still something that you still have to grow in with God. Even if you um, have started out in church and you've been in church your whole life and you know what it's like to trust God, um, God can still, um, God still takes you through different things to where um, he builds your trust um, with you. Um, and I know in my own life, there's just been different experiences from the time I was a child up until the point of where I am today, where God um, has built his trust with me. And then as you as you go along and you're you're saved, and you, I would say you have more of an established faith and trust in God, um, then um, he still does things to confirm to you that um, you can still trust in him, um, that you can still believe what he says. He still does things to kind of help drive and motivate your faith, to increase your faith and keep it um, where it needs to be. Because each one of us has been given a measure of faith. And so it's so important for us to be able to operate within that measure of faith because it makes a difference. Um, it makes a difference and it, it, faith causes God to respond. Um, and so uh, when you read the, the ministry of Jesus and different things like that, 
uh, we find different stories of faith of different people he encountered um, that was there was blessed according to their faith. We find um, some people were blessed with a touch. Some people were blessed with um, just a word. Some people were blessed um, with um, just responding in faith. And so uh, the way that um, God decided to, Jesus decided to heal them, who, who is God in the flesh, um, Jesus Christ is. And so the way he decided to um, respond to them was according to their faith. Um, and so we find where there was a, one incident of, uh, a, a, I believe it was a, a guard. And he said, you know, Lord, I believe, but now my unbelief. And so he was one that was one of his sons to be healed. And we find here where Jesus is in, uh, has to come into contact with this man who believes that, Lord God, I believe that you're able to do this, but but I need to believe it for myself. I need to believe that you can do it for me. So can you help my unbelief? And so, um, and him being open about, you know, where he was with his belief and him being open, um, and confessing to God that, you know what, Lord God, I know that you can do this, but I, I need you to help me where I don't believe quite yet. I don't, I need to help you in the areas. I need your help in the areas of my mind. That's kind of going to counteract the faith that I have, that you are able to do this. And so, um, what Jesus does is he still heals the man. Um, he still heals that man's son. And so uh, it's so important for us to understand and to believe that, to know that God loves us and he responds to the, uh, he responds to our heart when we're open and honest about, you know, where we are, um, you know, he responds to that. He responds to that. And some people, they didn't even like say anything necessarily to Jesus. They didn't even, we weren't aware of who Jesus was, but Jesus um, still healed them. Um, and so, and, and I can go to the, um, the man uh, with a pool of Bethesda. And so um, Jesus came and began to talk to him. And so that tells me that Jesus recognized that this man has faith in him because he keeps going to this pool um, and expecting to be healed. And he's been coming here for years. Um, I believe that man was with that infirmity. Was it with 30 years? I I'm not sure exactly how many years, but it was for a very long time. Um, I'm just recalling some of the facts from memory um, that I've read in the Bible. Um, and we saw, we see where he kept coming to that pool. And that tells me that, you know what, that man had faith that one day he's going to be able to be put in that pool and he was going to get healed. It says that the angel would come down a certain uh, time of the year and trouble the water. And whoever went into the water first, they were he got their heal the healing that they needed and received. And so when this man encountered Jesus at the pool of Bethesda, Jesus came in. He saw that man and he came and talked to him, being familiar with him because uh, uh, Jesus was led. He was led. Um, um, through faith, through the Holy Spirit, he was um, led. Um, and so it's so important for us to understand and recognize that we have to be led by God. Um, we have to be led by God because I'm pretty sure there were many people with infirmities around that pool. I'm pretty sure as Jesus went on his walk and his journey, there were many people um, that he could have encountered that had a need. And all of those needs were met. Um, uh, and so, and for different reasons, I would say for different reasons, we find in the book where Nazareth, um, he said, it said, the word says he did not many miracles there because of their unbelief. And so um, they, they missed a whole blessing of Jesus Christ simply because they refused to believe. Um, and so well, how do you, how do you respond when you know that, um, you know, after uh, I would say a moment has passed and you recognize and you realize, wow, we had him sitting here with us for all these years and we never took part in the blessing that he was how do you how do you respond to something like that when you realize that 
you had someone like Jesus growing up around you. You had someone like Jesus that tried to come back and bless, um, bless the place that he, he grew up in. You had someone like Jesus, and then you, and then you uh, allow the time to pass, and it's not until after. It, I don't know when the F they even received. I don't really don't know what happened with Nazareth, but I imagine that after Jesus had ascended into heaven, that um, the word got out about you know Jesus, and they had to start to believe it. Uh, um, and so, how do you how do you respond when you know that you missed an opportunity to really just uh, um, to take part, you know, take part in just Jesus. Uh, I would say they had to have been, they had to have been a detriment to realize, you know what, he came through here and we didn't get a chance to experience all those miracles simply because we refused to believe because we thought that we knew him. We thought that we knew Jesus because, you know, we seen him grow up. We knew about his mama. We knew how he was brought into the world. No, you thought you knew, you didn't know. Because <laughs> if you did know, you would know that he was brought forth by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and that would have caused you to respond and react a whole lot different and recognizing that he was uh, God in the flesh. <laughs> and so uh, when people begin to act like, you know, just because they've been around you your whole life, um, they know the summation of who you are and your purpose in life. Um, that's, that's that they miss out on the blessing that um, God has called you to be in their lives. Um, and so uh, when, when, when you miss out on the blessing uh, that I will say when Jesus was a blessing he was on earth um he was a blessing in the flesh and so but when he came when he left he, he brought back his holy spirit his holy spirit returned as a comforter and as a help so he didn't leave those people comfortless he didn't leave those people without a help and he doesn't leave us comfortless he doesn't leave us without a help so he still gave them the opportunity to still allow him to dwell even closer closer enough to live on the inside of you, um, not only walking among you, but I'm going to be so close that if you allow me into your heart, I'll come inside and live. I'll come inside and live. And so uh, I will say that they still have the opportunity to receive the blessing, um, the blessing of Jesus Christ. And because of the struggle and different things that the early church went through and different ones went through uh, throughout the process of Christianity, um, we today get the opportunity and chance to be able to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And um, as a result of that, we can continue to pass this great legacy of Jesus on, uh, continue to pass it on. And I want to, I'm reminded of a, a, another story of faith, but before I get to this story of faith, I just, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on Jesus right now. And this is another one that's concerning Jesus, but in particular that the fact that, you know what, Jesus is willing to meet you where you are and he knows how you're going to respond and react to different situations in your life. And he knows how, um, he knows, uh, the, how many times you will reject him. He knows, he knows all of that. He knows if, whether or not you will reject him. Um, he knows, <laughs> he knows how to meet you where you are. He knows how to meet the need even before you recognize that you're going to have this need. Um, and so he recognized and realized that, um, that they may reject me and kick me off of the earth um some may reject me and kick me off the earth because simply because they don't want me there but they don't realize that i'm dying for their sins and i'm going to be the sacrificial lamb so that throughout generations they'll have um, access um to me and access to heaven and to my father through me um and so it's so important for us to understand and realize that it's god that goes before us um no matter what we face in life and so sometimes we'll be going through a difficult stretch and different things like that but ultimately if you're headed for heaven you're ultimately trying to get to jesus no matter what you face in life the goal is i'm just trying to get to Jesus. I'm trying to live the best way that I know how in order to get to him. Um, and so it's so important for us to understand in faith on that, stand in faith that if I keep striving towards heaven, um, he tells me that, you know, it draw not to me and I draw not to you. And so the closer you come to me, the closer I'm getting to you as well. And so it's so important for us as children of God to understand and recognize that, you know, well, we can have a close relationship with God if we so choose and desire to do so. Uh, we can develop that through prayer, through faith, through love, um, through implementing the principles of the Bible, um, through uh, just 
just exercising faith, uh, drawing closer to God through prayer, really. Uh, prayer is a staple. You cannot, uh, there is, it's going to be impossible to live with, um, live the life of, a, of Christ um, without um, actually implementing Christ into your um, communication habits. <laughs> um, I put it that way. I mean, I, communication habits. Um, it's so important for us to recognize and realize that we have access to the one who holds our future in his in his hands. Um, and since he holds our future in his hands, um, then it's if we want to know what the um, how to head towards the future, because we don't know everything that the future is going to hold. Um, it's so important for us to see God now. Joseph, I'm going to go to the story of Joseph and then I'll get to the um, the, the other story of faith. But Joseph, um, Pharaoh received a, a, a dream um, from the Lord that came from God. And um, he was warning Pharaoh what's to happen. And um, Joseph was the one that um, had he had to go and seek out somebody that could interpret the dream. Um, and so who did he go? He had to go find um, somebody that could in interpret the dream that was from God. He had to go to a person that the um, that the dream uh, that the one who gave the dream. He had to go to one that actually knew the God that gave it to him. Um, and so that opened up the door of opportunity for um, Joseph to get out of um, the situation that he was in and for Pharaoh to be able to elevate him. Um, and so the situation was that there were seven fatted cows and then there were seven um, skinny cows and the skinny cows began to eat up the fatted cows. And the interpretation of the dream was the fact that um, there was going to be seven years of plenteous and seven years of famine. And so in, within the plenteous years, they had to prepare for the famine. Um, and so while they were um, in the plenty, plenteous years, they had to prepare for the famine by storing up food um, so that it could be allocated to the people so they can survive the seven years of famine. Um, and the only way they knew to prepare for the famine was because God allowed it to be so, because God revealed it in the time that it needed to be revealed in. And this is what I mean by um, you not knowing the future. And God will tell you how to prepare for the future. Because sometimes, you know, we build our lives according to what we see today. And we build our lives according to what we want to happen. And we build our lives just according to just whatever we think is right in our own minds, not realizing that if you will seek the Lord God, he will tell you three years from now, this is what's going to occur. And you need to be prepared and ready for this. I'm not realizing that um, sometimes God will be leading you to do stuff and you may not understand why he's leading you to do it but you don't understand that it's setting you up for something that's going to occur in your life later on down the line and so i would say that if joseph hadn't uh sought god concerning the dream he said pharaoh um is going to be the lord that's going to interpret the dream for pharaoh um and so he didn't even give himself the credit he just recognized the fact that you know it's it's god that gave you the dream and he's going to speak to you through me um uh, so um, and speaking to him and that he was able to, uh, and speaking, allowing God to speak and being open to just, um, receiving from God. Um, he was able to kind of save the people of not only just the people of Egypt, but also the people that were um, coming to Egypt for help because they had that much surplus. Um, um, so that I would say that that's a pretty, um, a long time to be able to preserve food. And so, uh, God had to even probably show them how to preserve the food, <laughs> how to preserve the food because, uh, um, perseverate. Pers uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In order to preserve something for 14 years, that's a long time, and it to be still in good condition, that's a long time to preserve food. <laughs> um, and so, uh, uh, that had that revelation had to come from God. Um, and so, in order to kind of be able to sustain the people, and he also knew that. Um, that was going to be the way by which um, his brothers were going to return to him. And also his father was going to be able to recognize that he was alive. It was because of the trouble that Egypt faced that um, the Hebrew boys had to travel to Egypt in order to get the grain that they needed. And so even in their suffering, God was preparing something that was greater, uh, that was greater than greater for greater. Um, 
that was greater, um, and that was the reunited, the reunion, and the reunited of um, his father with him, with his father and his brothers. Um, and so, it's so important for us to understand and recognize that sometimes we're suffering through things um, because God is trying to do something bigger um, that you may not quite understand. Um, and so, uh, it's so important for us to understand that, you know. And just thinking about the story of Joseph, his they they had to suffer um, as a result of um, just the famine, um, but God has sent Joseph before for them um, so that when they got to the point where um, they could have died because of lack, uh, they were able to have something to eat. Um, so it's so important for us to understand and recognize that sometimes you, you may not understand the will of God for your life and you may not understand the will of God um, for other people's lives, but thank God that he sends people before you, um, even when you don't understand what's going on with God and the things that's going on in his kingdom. And I'm pretty sure, uh, obviously, they weren't prepared for the famine, but Joseph was. Um, and so that's because that's the one that God wanted to reveal it to and through. Um, so it's so important for us to recognize and understand that it does not matter uh, how you may feel about something or uh, what you think concerning God. The thing about it is I need somebody that I feel like God is like, you know, I need somebody that I can speak to and speak through that no matter what somebody may, no matter what kind of attack comes against them, they're going to do what I um, need them to do in order to prepare the people for what's getting ready to come. Um, and it's so important for us to be able to prepare. It's God that goes before us. It's God that goes before us. And we have to have faith in God and know that it's him that goes before us. In spite of what the devil does, he can't control what God do. <laughs> um he can't control what God does. Um, so uh, it's 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 him that goes. That's all I can think about is God that goes before us. And we have to have faith to stand on that. It's God that goes before us. I'm thinking about um, the, the one that I kept wanting to tell you about, the woman that had the issue of blood. And she said, you know, if I just may touch the hem of his garment, uh, she touched Jesus. Uh, when she touched Jesus with her faith, um, that's another instance of faith. And uh, she was able to get, receive the healing that she needed. Um, and the Lord knew that virtue had gone out, the, out of him. And so, so uh, every uh, the, the crowd was it is so it's so important um, how the the scene was and the stage was set um, because everybody was touching Jesus everybody was touching Jesus but even in that moment Jesus was allowing us to be able to know that there is a difference in touch there is a difference in how a person touches you um, and so um, they were just touching Jesus trying to get at him and different things like that but she was touching him in faith <laughs> so I believe even in that there is I believe God was showing the power of just touching him in faith and the difference between just reaching him and actually touching him in faith. Um, they were just trying to reach Jesus. And uh, I'm pretty sure Jesus was probably no telling what was going on in that crowd. And the disciples like, what do you mean? Everybody is, you know, they probably trying to be like, they probably are like, you know, what do you mean? Everybody is touching you. <laughs> you know, they didn't quite understand, but Jesus understood because uh, there was nobody else on earth that was like Jesus. Um, he understood that, you know, they not they don't understand um, that I'm not talking about the touch that everybody is doing. There was a specific type of touch that and virtue went out of my body and I felt it. Um, I felt it. And so I got to turn around and figure out who touched me. You know, if he didn't understand his purpose and his calling in life, he would have just allowed the disciples to say, you know, everybody is touching you and Jesus could have went on. But no, he said, no, I need, I have to, I have to, uh, I have to, uh, in, in really, no, I have to turn around and see who touched me. And he already knew who touched him. He already knew who touched him. But the thing about it was, uh, he, he, he needed to teach his disciples. He needed to teach us everything that was written before written was written for our learning. And so, uh, he, he, he didn't, he, he, he was looking around and she was afraid. She was afraid. I believe that one of the reasons why Jesus made a specific point to make sure that she knew that she was okay. So she won't feel like she was, she had stolen something 
something that that uh so maybe she wouldn't feel like she had stolen something um that was hers in the first in the first place by touching Jesus with her faith and so I believe Jesus had to connect with her uh, because he she connected with him can you imagine how she might she might have would have felt if she if she never got that opportunity to speak to Jesus after the virtue had gone out to him after she, at, out of him after she had received her healing um so it was necessary for her to make contact with Jesus and Jesus to make contact with her um so that that moment can be explained um to us and also so that she can get that opportunity um to look the one in the face and have him to look in her in her face and he told her woman thy faith had made thee whole made thee whole not only did you receive healing but you also received the wholeness that you got that you needed and so it's so important for us to understand that you know it's not enough to just touch jesus and not get into contact with him and allow him to speak to your life concerning the different things and the questions that you have in your mind concerning what occurred in your life um so it's so important for us to make contact with the the king of kings and the lord of lords and so um that's kind of something that i'm learning in my own life it's so important for me to be able to make contact with jesus to even process and understand the things that have occurred in my life and the miracles and blessings and different things that he has allowed to take place um, on the inside of me. Um, and so it's so important. It's so important for many different reasons to see God. Um, it's so important to see God just for understanding, for just for your blessing, um, whatever he's blessing you with in life for direction. So many important reasons to seek him. And so I hope and pray that this podcast has been a blessing to you. And I do hope and pray that, you know, you will open the door. If Jesus is standing at the door knocking, open the door for him to come in. It's okay. He knows how to, he knows how to abide. He knows how to bring in peace. He knows how to provide you with exactly what it is that you need. And it's so important for us to allow to him to do that. And so if Jesus is saying, behold, I stand at the door and knock. It's up to you to receive that. I'm telling you right now, Jesus can knock on my, he has knocked on the heart of my door. I'm like, you can, he can lock the key and stay in there for the rest of my life. Uh, I love the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, he is my Lord. He is my savior. He is my keeper. He is my king. And I owe him everything. Um, and so I just appreciate um, God for being being there for me. Do you believe in the love of Jesus Christ? Do you believe that he still loves us? Do you still believe that he died for your sins? Do you still believe in the principles um, and the power behind the word of God? Do you believe that he is his word um, and that he will perform his word? And so I'm asking you that question and it's for you to answer um, and answer honestly and truthfully so that you can be able to receive what you need from God. Um, if you're not willing to be open and honest with anybody else, be open and honest with yourself and with God so that he can provide you with whatever it is that you need in life. Uh, so he can provide you with that, because when you're willing to be open and honest with God, you're recognizing that I recognize that you are who you say you are. And when I recognize who you say you are, I recognize that I have to come and approach you a certain way. And that when I'm open and honest with you, I give you the opportunity to be able to enter into receiving to me and to receive from from you i give myself the opportunity to receive from you um because when we when we aren't honest with god then you that's a wall that you're putting up and yeah he can break through the wall he can but the thing about it is is it really going to be beneficial for you for him to break through the wall and force his way in or is it going to be more beneficial for you if you allow him into your home which one do you like more when someone breaks into your house or when they ask to be invited in and so don't put up a wall. Be honest with God about where you are. 
And that's the key to opening up and allowing him inside. Because you're saying, Lord God, I trust you. I trust you enough to be able to answer your call. And so it's so important for us to know that God wants what's best for us. Um, and I hope and pray that whatever you're facing in life, uh, that you would just hand it over to Jesus. I hand everything over to God because I recognize that there were some things in my life that I don't understand. I recognize that there were some things, some battles in my life that I don't have the strength to fight. I recognize that there were some things in my life that if I don't have God, if I don't have the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ keeping me, then I won't be able to make it. And so I hand it all over to God because I recognize I can trust you. I can trust you with my life and I can trust you with my circumstances and I can trust you with whatever I'm going through in life. Sometimes I'm not going to say that I don't be trying to rush things and be like, God, I just want to, and the enemy try to have me getting into a panic. But then I have to recognize and realize my life belongs to Jesus and the steps of a good man have been ordered by the Lord. And I believe that the Lord is ordering my steps. So I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast with a prayer. And I hope and pray that you receive whatever it is that you need to receive from the Lord Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace, your peace. Thank you, Father God, for just coming into our lives, God. You see, Lord God, how our lives, Lord God, have taken, taken different turns, God. The good, the bad, the ugly, Lord God, you see it all. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to help us to tear down the walls, Lord God, that are preventing and blocking us, Lord God, from truly receiving you into our hearts. We ask, Lord God, that you would just uh, allow us, Father God, uh, the opportunity, Lord God, to be able to see you, Lord God, like we've never seen you before. Lord God, we appreciate you for just being willing to want to look upon us and be able to help and bless us. Being willing, Lord God, to give us a, a place that, that's full of peace, that, that's different from what we are currently experiencing in the flesh. Thank you, Father God, for being willing to go and prepare a place for us. Thank you, Jesus, for, for being willing to go and prepare a place for us. A place, Lord God, that we can look forward to um, after we leave this life, when we transition. Father God, because you didn't have to do it but you chose to do it out of your love for us. We thank you, Lord, and we appreciate you. And there is none greater than you, and there is none quite like you in all the earth. We bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. There were some things in God I wouldn't think about too long because it will warp your mind trying to focus on it too long because it's too great for you to understand. He's from everlasting to everlasting. What's everlasting? I don't know. He's limitless. That kind of stuff is the human mind can't grasp it. Don't focus on that. Don't focus on that. Focus on the fact that he loves us. Focus on the fact that he sees us and the fact that he wants what's best for us. I hope and pray. I'm not going to say to whoop your mind, but it's some things that are about God, man, our minds are so limited to just, man, God is so great. And what I mean by that is his greatness is too much for us to fathom. It's, it's too, his greatness is too much for us to really be able to comprehend. Thank God for what you do know about God and the fact that it has allowed you to be able to uh, walk with it with him and pray and different things like that thank god for thank god for just that yeah when i think about the goodness of jesus and all that he has done for me 
I'm so glad that I get to bless his name. I hope and pray that you will go forward and be blessed in Jesus' name. Love you all very much. Hello, I'm Lynn Sacy. I encourage you to become part of the movement. The movement of making Jesus bigger. You can find out more about the Making Jesus Bigger movement by following me on social media at Lynn Stacy Studios on Instagram and Facebook. You can purchase the t-shirt Making Jesus Bigger because we have been given victory in Jesus Christ on the website www.lynnstacystudios.wixsite.com backslash media. By becoming part of the Making Jesus Bigger movement, we are choosing to be lights in the world. Be blessed in Jesus' name. And remember to always go forward and be blessed.